we begin again. Allow me, if you will, to take you on a journey to a town that may resemble your own. This town, though, nestled in between mountains found in the Pacific Northwest, is not real. You won't find it on any maps. No stories or picture books of its pristine landscape and charm. For the sake of this story, it's an amalgamation of all small, friendly towns that defined America before the all-consuming expansion of the information age. A Springfield. Except that it's not. It's Kolok. For reasons that you may one day discover. I am your tour guide. Your unreliable narrator. Game master, if you like. Your chauffeur on the cerebral highway. You, podcast listeners, are my passengers. This show is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg and encourages viewership participation. Members of the audience, passengers, make up the town of Kolok and its surrounding areas. So please, buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Kolak, America's heart. Life is generally easy in Kolak. The spirit of our small town is built around enjoying life, despite our technological empire. Kolak is like Paris. Art, music, and treasures of life are not just incidental. They are central to the spirit of our little town. This is a special gift for visitors and those who live in our vast green valley. Kolak's natural beauty can be thanked to the peaks that tower over us in our four corners, shielding us from the elements. Spend the day at Crater Lake, fed by the ever-flowing Riley River. America's heart. Enjoy our historic Main Street, or take a tour of our world-famous Shepherd's Winery. My favorite. Kolok prides itself in being a world leader in renewable energy and advanced medicine. All thanks to our most famous attraction, Synchroneity Tech. Many new families find their home in Kolok. Brought in to fill one of the country's most exciting genetic research facilities, many open roles. <laughs> Science is at the very soul of Kolok, unlike anywhere else in the world. Gated by nature itself. You found yourself back at the start. It's 9 a.m. Friday, March 15th, 1991. Because it is. Because that is when this collective moment takes place. The place is Kolok, Washington, residing in the beautiful Stone Valley, a place majestically nestled between mountains with an elevation of 3,500 feet that sees no annual snowfall and very little precipitation outside of the, di- the daily thick fog that envelops the sunrise. We open again on a teenage woman perched in a pristine apartment overlooking the vast valley. She sits chewing her fingernails, anxious. She stands, walks towards the floor-to-ceiling window, her bare feet leaving momentary condensation shadows as they lift from the cool tile. 
At the window, she sees herself. She raises her hand. She too raises her hand. She looks at herself longingly. There's a brief pause. A deep sadness waits them both. The nail-biter sees herself, her other self, breathe on the cool window across the divide, creating a fog surface primed for etching. She watches as herself, her other self, spells out S-K-Y-E question mark. The nail-biter knows not how to respond, but knows the question well. The sound of a door unlocking echoes throughout this empty space. Without turning to acknowledge who might be entering, as if it could be anyone else, the nail-biter looks at herself across the divide, shakes her head no, then herself, the other self, wipes the question from the glass, the remaining fog quickly evaporating just before our visitor came through that door, places her hand on the nail-biting, anxious teenage girl's shoulder, looking out through the window with her. In a raspy, cold voice, she misses you. They all do. It's a shame. Before the nail-biter turns to address the visitor, she makes eye contact with us, with you. She continues her turn, putting her chin and eyes down. Maybe it's a sign of submissiveness or refusal to look into the visitor's eyes out of defiance. It matters not to the visitor. The visitor stands looking at the young girl's face, waiting for a response or some sort of acknowledgement. She sighs, gives up and sits on the couch, motioning for the girl to join her. The nail-biter chooses to remain standing at the window, again, in possible defiance. The visitor, an older woman, ancient, perhaps, wearing a black and red shoulder-padded suit, her hair shoots out in all directions, as white as the pristine tile floors. Five people died under our care last week. We believed they came into contact with the stone symbol. Crazy, but those five people aren't dead anymore. But you know that, don't you? One of them had a diary. This diary. The visitor taps a black pen on the blue book. The young girl, the nail-biter, turns her back to the woman. Her gaze set on the horizon, out over the valley. Her breath quickens. Her eyes dilate and begin to water. Hold it in, she thinks. Don't let her see that you're scared. Then, she thinks, when was the last time I was possibly scared? Funny thing, this 
diary. It belonged to a repressed, repossessed ego. Somehow it survived Mammon's relevance wipe. That's new. But you don't know anything about that either. I was sure you didn't, but somehow, yes, right here. Gateway 3017910. Wow. That's this room. And this picture. The visitor walks up behind the girl. Picture held out. She seems to turn the picture as if to capture through the window what she sees directly in front of her. Yes, there it is. Lines up nicely. Such a pretty view. The nail-biter knows what comes next. She tries to use her voice. Even a whisper would be enough. But she isn't fast enough. The visitor covers her mouth with the photo, pulls her head back, and jams the pin directly into the girl's jugular. The visitor leans in and whispers in her ear. When you see Rachel, tell her the Gorgon sent you. The visitor doesn't let her fall as the nail-biter bleeds out. She holds her tightly, neck spray pointed at the window, her eyes locked directly on the nail-biter's other self, standing in the window across the divide. As the nail-biting anxious teen's body drops with a slippery thud, the visitor writes on the blood-soaked window for all the others and their towers to see. I don't need all of you alive. Behave. It's time for us to leave. But before we continue, would my passengers be so kind to fill us in on their current state of mind as Kolok continues to search for the missing persons of Lenny Jewell, Rachel Jewell, Jacob Jewell, Sky Hawkins, Jaina Grace, and Nathan Kaiser. Now, knowing through many survivors' accounts what Jaina Grace was capable of, the current running theory is that she is somehow behind all of this. New captives, perhaps. And let us not forget the morning of Principal Jenkins shot in cold blood during a city council meeting last Friday by local conspiracy theorist Corbin Spation. Please, let's start with Mickey. It's been a week since we came back and Billy rewrote everything. Mom's still here, although she doesn't remember why she came in the first place. It was nice having her here at first, but now all she does is fight with Dad mostly because he lost his job. And I can't even explain to them that it's not his fault. I can't talk to him about it because he doesn't remember what I already told him. I'm still pretty mad at Billy for that. I just wish Em would have come. At least then I'd have somebody who understands. I haven't talked to the gang in a while. I eat lunch alone again, but I guess I'm used to that. Doesn't seem like anybody needs me anymore. 
So I guess it's like things are back to normal. Billy Banker. Aside from, well, thoughts of Billy Prime. Uh, date, kind of hard to explain. Aside from uh, Principal Jenkins being shot by a crazy guy at a city council meeting last week, everything in Kolok is getting back to normal. Still no Sky, though. I have to figure out how to get her back here so we can all start working together again. Haven't really talked to Tibby or Marcus or Mickey since I changed things. I guess I'm kind of avoiding them. They might think he, they might think that making myself popular was a bad move, but I mean I was already there and I had to change things because people thought we looked dead, so we had to not look dead. And I figured, you know, while I was there, I might as well help myself out a bit. I'm tired of being picked on. I deserve to be treated better. I've never felt so liked. It's nice. No one's made fun of me all week. People have been calling my house wanting to talk to me. I could get used to it. I know I look dead in reality still though, so I should probably try to figure that out. It's a little weird seeing the posters for Sky and Rachel missing and the others. I feel bad for their families, but this is how it should have been. Rachel's family can now start looking for her like they should have in the first place. Just hope they can find closure and grieve for her properly. She deserves to be remembered. We all do. We need to find Sky. Now let's take a quick jump to another universe to check in on Sky Hawkins. Dear Diary. Yikes. What did I do? Well, I know exactly what I did. I, I, nothing else matters right now. Except for the fact that I, I miss my friends. I miss my family. I miss my life. And all that is going to go away if I don't figure things out. It's been seven days now. And I've been in the town of Undecided. I hope everyone's not mad at me for letting go at the last minute. I hope they know deep down I had to figure the, things out. This place... They know things that we don't. Time is of the essence because I don't have a lot of it left. They're treating me nicely here. Um, the room I'm staying in is pretty luxurious. It's probably the nicest thing I've ever stayed in in my life. Um, but I can't help but, help but feel like they're keeping me here. I feel a bit trapped. And every time I kind of ask questions about the Traveler not much that she tells me. I've been talking to the broker, um, and they've been letting me know that my friends are fine, everything's fine, uh, and I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna send word to Mickey to come and get me. I wanna come back. I think I'm ready. Marcus Bennett has been missing from school all week. Granted, school was a short week due to the loss of the principal, but nevertheless, Wednesday through Friday, Marcus has been participating in a work-study program at Synchronity with his parents, so he's not currently with us. Twelve p.m. 
March 15th. Sky Hawkins stands at a window overlooking the town of Undecided, or at least what is left of it. The traveler told her stories of the town's once prosperous era before being a target of terrorists looking to steal their research. It's surreal. All of it. She has been in this room, and few others have as well. She has access to it and limited parts of the facility for the last seven days. She's been spending her time learning all that she can about Mammon, the grotto, and the rules that bind them all. I, I hope I'm not startling you. Uh, no, no, you're fine. The traveler enters the room. We're almost ready. So... You look nervous. You shouldn't be nervous. I shouldn't, right? No. You should be fine. This is only going to help things. Right? The traveler sits down to try and comfort you. Urges you to sit next to her. Look, we, we believe your unique exposure to the grotto and the energy present there has primed your ego for this procedure. We've never met a better candidate. You'll be fine. Is it gonna hurt? We'll make sure you can't feel a thing. Some anesthesia will we'll, we'll put you under for the procedure. You'll be fine. Okay. It... Just... Because I can't silence my mind right now. If something were to go wrong, would I die? Few cases, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, some, usually those not as prime for the procedure as you, though. Uh, it's very seldom, but it's... Not a zero percent chance. Something could technically go wrong, but we've done this many times. Okay. The procedure is easy. Whether or not the procedure sticks, holds, that's completely up to you and whatever's inside of you. Is, is it okay to mess with this... this thing that you're talking about? I, I, I know you guys are experienced with it. I'm just... It's just energy. Energy is energy. You know, if, if it's going to help me, if it'll help Rachel, if it'll help all my friends, then... then okay. It should give you a chance to take the fight back to them. Yeah, it's what I want. It's what we all need. Look, the... The broker should have handed off your message by now, so... Yeah. You know, remember... Everything you've learned here. Burn it all down and get your life back. I'm gonna... I'm gonna make every single person pay. Who did this to Rachel. Who's done this to me. It'll never happen to anybody ever again. I'm ready to go back to Kolak. And that's what we're hoping for. The Traveler stands. Urges you to look around, grab anything you may need. She points towards the lab coat on the door. 
backless. I'll be waiting for you outside. Take your time. No rush. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Twelve p.m. Kolok High. Lunch. Mickey Jones sits alone. Not unlike she has been for the last couple days. Her brief stint at some sort of family surrogate was in fact brief. Billy hasn't been the same since the sky changed and everyone forgot. Marcus has been out all week, but then again, you could probably imagine how hard all the new questioning on Rachel's disappearance has been on him. It's always the significant other, at least to the authorities. These wounds not allowed to close, and Skye, well, Skye left her, of course. But at least she's getting a chance to reconnect with her mother, even if her mother can't remember why she came to Kolok in the first place. She won't be alone for long, though, quite literally, as Tibby sits down across from her. Hey. Hey. I remember everything. Okay. So what are you sitting here for? Billy did this, didn't he? Yeah, have you not talked to him about it? Everyone loves Billy now. Only Billy would want that. Well, he was kind of bullied a lot before. I don't blame him. When I saw him on Wednesday, there was like a big group of people around him. Someone snickered over at me like they always do, and he just walked by with him. And he looked dead just like you. Oh, so you you can still see that too? Yeah, it's gross. You don't have to remind me, I know about it. He can also see the flies that circulate your body. They have been for the last week, attracted to the decaying flesh. Why can't anyone see you for what you really are? Uh, well, Billy did that too. It makes it easier for us to go back to regular lives. Can't really go around looking like zombies. It's not fair. That Billy doesn't hang out with you anymore? That he got to choose to be cool? He got to choose for people to like him. But it's not real. I think he must know that. I'm sure he'll come around. I don't think Billy knows that. You don't know Billy like I do. You're right. And I imagine it's probably been hard. You haven't. He needs people. He needs people like us to let him know when things aren't okay. And things aren't okay? Look at you. Hide it, but it's not okay. We're Those aren't real it out. friends he's walking around with. They're, they're just using him because they think he's popular now, so they're using him. 
I figured that he didn't really change the way that he was. He just changed the way people thought about him. But they're still the same people that were picking on him five days ago. They're still assholes. I think so, too. Look. Where's the rest of your group? Um. I thought we were all like a, a team and I was going to be Marcus's boy. Well, ever since Billy made those changes, we haven't really been much of a team lately. Sky's still been gone. Marcus, I don't know where he's been. He's just doing his own thing. And, well, you know where Billy's been. So I've been here. He didn't make the contract go away, did he? No, I think that that's why Sky stayed. I think she's working oh, on no, that. Oh, no, no, I meant the contract I made with Marcus. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gone. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Billy now. <laughs> you know, Tibby, I know we weren't really friends. You were friends with Billy, and then I just started talking to Billy. But, and you know, neither of us have any other friends. Nobody wants to talk to you. What do you mean you don't have friends? Other... I thought you were one of the... I mean, you're just so cool. I thought, like, you had lots of friends. You think I'm cool? Yeah, you work at the movie theater. Is that cool? I wish s- the other kids thought that. You get to see every movie that comes out. You're, you're like a pop culture encyclopedia. Yeah, all those play- movies have been pretty lame lately anyway. But you never noticed before everybody else? I was sitting alone all the time. I thought that was because you were like, I don't need you, I'm cool, and self-assured. I wish that's how they saw it. I thought that's why you dressed that way. Dress what way? Like I'm cool and self-assured. Oh, it's projecting. I get it now. Got it. Uh, look, Tibby, uh, what I was trying to get at, I'm not, I'm not good at the whole friend thing. That's why I sit alone. Yeah, me either. Billy was my only friend. What I'm, what I'm trying to say, if you need another one, I'll be sitting here alone every lunch. Tibby's face begins to blush. His head tips down. He just starts to eat from his tray. Salisbury steak's good. Yeah, or, or you know, we could just go back to, to the way it was before. Okay, bye. Tibby walks away. Quite rushed. His footsteps quick and close together. His face continuing to stay at the ground. Mickey Jones, come to the office, please. Mickey Jones to the office. Well, I go to the office. Mickey Jones stands, dumps her tray, and makes her way towards the front office. It's a long hallway. The sobs of the secretary and the rest of the office can be heard. They've been crying all week. Before you get even close, though, you recognize these suits, not the men in them, but their look. They stand tall, sunglasses, but these two are identical. At the same time, Mickey Jones, Agent Bilko, Agent Brine, we need you to come with us. Um, by the looks of it, you friends with Perry? Perry The two share a glance between each other. Agent Bilko leans in. 
Yes, this is about Agent Bucket. Well, why don't you talk to me about it right here real quick? Where is he? He's with us. Okay, but where? Obviously not right here. Obviously. We need you to come with us. It's a little bit aggressive. What is it about? It's about Agent Bucket. And I have to leave school and go with you where? To talk to us. Where? You ask a lot of questions, kid. Yeah, I'm good at that. Brian, you take this one for me. Bilko steps back. Brian steps forward. Hi, Brian. Hovering over you. Agent Brian. Mickey Jones. We know. Look, I just want to know where you want to take me. The car first. Okay, and then where? An office park. A park? Office park. What office? We rented an empty unit. So you want to take me in your car? A child, by the way, just a reminder. We are the law. And I'm assuming... That's not unusual for us. And I'm assuming you've already signed me out with the secretary. Of course. And they're okay with this? You taking me off of school property into a vacant office that you rented? He reaches into his pocket, pulls out a badge, holds it up. They're okay with it. Yeah, I get it. You're FBI. Alright, let's just go. I don't think I'm going to get any farther with you guys. Brian turns to Bilko. Bilko sighs. He did say she was stubborn. Can I ask real quick, why do all you guys have a stick up your butt? We're law enforcement, ma'am. Ma'am. All right. Would you prefer us another way? No, this is fine. Friendly? Accommodating? Is that what you're saying you are? Or what you should be? Because this isn't the most accommodating. We're asking for your advice. You're the expert. I'm the expert. A little friendlier would be nice. Maybe crack a smile. We'll take a note. Okay. Brian pulls out his notepad. Friendly. Smile more. (laughs) Closes his notepad. Puts it back in his pocket. That's what they tell me anyways. That's what they tell her. Solid advice. You said that out loud as you wrote it. I know. All right. Can we go? Of course. His arm ushers the way out towards the car. Twelve thirty p.m. Colock Hospital. Billy Baker waits patiently for his monthly checkup. It's been pretty standard since awakening from the coma. Things are different now, though. No one's bringing it up, even here. But you made sure of that, didn't you, Billy? Uh Uh-huh. As Billy waits alone in the room, playing with the tongue dispensers, he hears Dr. Ronnie outside the door. He's talking to someone about Billy. Billy hears Dr. Ronnie say, I'll give you the room. The door opens. 
to reveal a man carrying a briefcase and wearing a black bowler hat. Billy, so good to see you. Do I know this person? Billy Baker will roll his brains. Difficulty of six. Three. Do I have any tokens? Billy Baker only has two tokens. Your cry for them didn't go so well. <laughs> I wasn't crying. <laughs> Billy Baker does not recognize this man. Who, who are you? I'm your doctor today, Billy. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm your doctor today, Billy. Please. Takes off his hat, sets his briefcase down, and then flips it over. That's fine. Yes, Billy. I'm your doctor today. Okay. I mean, what are you going to do? Doctors, do you want to talk or? I thought you were further along than this. The way they made it out. <laughs> like I'm pregnant? Oh, like I remembered. No, you're still learning, still growing. What's, what's your deal, Open man? your mouth. Stick out your tongue. Hold it. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Hold that position. Yes, no. You're not fully grown. Long way to go. Yeah. I Shall we talk in private? We're not private right now? No, people could hear. They could be listening. The man uh, leans in, locking eyes with Billy. He begins to speak without speaking. Are you a real doctor? Directly into Billy's mind. What? I am a doctor, Billy. I'm your doctor, Billy. Today. What the crap? Are you talking in my head right now? Yes, Billy. What do you know? I know a lot of things, Billy. This shouldn't be a problem for you. You should be further along than this. Let me ask you something. Okay. Ask away. Do I look like a cool kid with, like, facial hair and a tattoo to you? Or do I look like a dead body? Weird question, I know. Billy, you've been through a lot. The smell, quite horrible. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. How long were you dead? Twelve? Where are you 18 from? hours? I don't know. Billy, I come from underneath. I, I came bringing you a message. Okay, what is it? Sky wants to come home. 3 p.m. Who are you? 3 p What do you mean 3 p.m.? 3 p.m. Bring her home. That was the message. At 3 p.m.? That is what I just said, Billy. Do you, are you okay? Oh, you have a long way to go. Quite yeah. stupid, too. How many times are you going to say that? That you're stupid? No, that I have a long way to go. Oh, I get it. As many times as I'll probably call you stupid. I don't like this, Doctor. I can, I'm in your head. I hear that. Oh. Well, I don't like you that much. Where are you from? Are you from I'm that other place where she's... Oh. You were told about me. Billy, we know each other. Parts of me, anyway. 
Huh. Sounds kind of gross, the way you said that. I didn't mean it like that. Okay, good. So what am I supposed to do? I don't know. That was the message. Bring her home. So you're just a messenger? Of course, Billy. I'm your doctor today. But you're not. You're just a... You're just giving me a message. No, I am your doctor today. I've been your doctor every time, Billy. What? Okay, well, otherwise, how's my health? I'm not that kind of doctor, Billy. How can I get myself not looking like this? Oh. I don't know, Billy. That's quite... confusing. I didn't tell your friend. I hope that's okay. I told her you were okay. That everything was fine. What friend? Sky. Yeah, she's gonna be pretty freaked out. Yeah. I hope there's a way to bring her back. But that's not my problem, that's yours. If Sky said that to you, then there must be a way to bring her back. Well... I gotta find my friends. Good luck. We'll figure it out. And farewell, Billy Baker. Why do you talk like that? Are we gonna see each other again? The doctor leans back. Grabs his briefcase. His hat. Tips it to you. I'll see you next month, right on time, same as always. As he opens the door and begins to walk out, he passes another in the hall. You overhear this exchange. Excuse me, doctor, is Billy Baker in there? Please, he's all yours. A man enters the doorway. Billy, Billy Baker, Are holds you out a badge. Broker Agent too? Oh. Bilko, Bucket sent me to retrieve you. Bucket sent you? Yes. For what? Are we in trouble? Am I in trouble? Why do you all always seem to think that you might be in trouble when law enforcement asks to speak with you? Because you're law enforcement. You enforce laws. Why would you speak to me otherwise? We have questions. Sometimes we have to ask people questions to find out who broke those laws. Usually the only people that think they're in trouble are the one who in fact broke the laws that we're asking questions about. I didn't break any laws. Good, Billy. So what are your questions? I need you to come with me. Bucket sent for you. I'm are you stupid? A... <laughs> I'm having... I mean, a little bit. I'm having a doctor checkup right now. No, that's done. No, it's not. No, it's done. I'm here for my monthly checkup, and it hasn't started yet. According to the doctor in the hallway, it's that was, over. That wasn't a doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Ronnie. Dr. Ronnie said it's over. Yes, he said you were free to go. All right, well, cool. What a waste of time this trip has been. Let's go. I guess I'll come with you. Wait. Why does Bucket want to speak to me? You'll have to ask Bucket. Okay. Let's go. 11 a.m. Portland, Oregon.
A tall, slender man opens a chest outside of his mobile home. He moves calmly, precise, like a dancer. He begins to assemble an armory. He slides a Kevlar vest over his head, fills the pockets with ammunition. No need to leave anything behind. If this doesn't work, it'll be the last time anyway. He bangs on the trailer door. All right there, no reason to delay now. Don't forget your vest. The door opens as a young woman wearing cargo pants, black boots, and a bulletproof vest steps outside. You uh, ready there, Spark? Justin, I I just want to tell you something. Oh, okay. You came out swinging. All right. What is it? I don't know if this next rendezvous might be my last, but it doesn't have to be for you. Now, you know, don't go getting all sentimental on me here. You know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a drive. We can do that in the car if you want. You didn't forget to take your medication, did you? I don't think it matters anymore. Yeah, what? No, you know, I don't, I don't really appreciate you, you, you're not taking this seriously. Now, the tall man walks back into the trailer, stomping his way through. As he very quickly comes out, the rattle of the pills can be heard before him. Now, I, I'm going to need you to take these. Okay. All right? All right. You have to take this seriously. All right. Same to you. Why? Well, you know, I'm, it doesn't matter. To, you know, we, we've been over this before. I'm just a construct of a little girl. I'm not real. It doesn't matter. How long but you, I- you're a living, breathing person. you got a future ahead of you. No, you're a living, breathing person. Oh, I'm- the fuck I'm not. I guess we'll have some stuff to talk about in the car ride. Well, apparently now it's just going to be real awkward the whole way. I know you're just going to want to talk to me about stuff I don't want to talk about. I was all getting excited thinking we were going to sing songs and point out things on the road as we go. But nope, now it's just going to be serious stuff the whole way. I'm not really looking forward to leaving now. You know, all suited up. I was I was getting real excited. My heart was starting to beat faster. I was thinking, well, you know, we're, we're going to do some good today. And, and now I'm just thinking about how I'm doing wrong. You know, you got you make me feel so guilty uh, about all this, and, and you know, I'm just we're just trying to do right. We are just trying to do right here. I'm sorry if it makes you feel better. I made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with three slices of bread. You know that that uh they're grilled too, so they're kind of toasty. Oh, now you're talking my language. Okay. Well. Okay, deal. I forgive you for everything you said in the last two minutes. All right. Do we have all our inventory ready? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's get in the car. All right, let's do it. The two individuals hop into their truck. It starts up. The muffler pops. It's old. Rattles. Bullet holes on the side of the vehicle. How long have we been doing this now? Going out, taking down evil corporations, or whatever you want to call them? Screwing over the man? Well, that's a mighty large bit of exposition you're giving me there for no reason whatsoever. I know exactly what we've been up to. 
And we're going to do it again. As he puts the truck into drive. We cut away. 12.45 p.m. Kolok Office Park. Mickey Jones sits in a small room with one chair. The FBI agents seem nice, but so far no sign of Agent Bucket. Agent Brine enters the room with a manila folder in hand. Mickey? Brine? I'm going to ask you some questions. Can I ask you one first? No. I shouldn't ask, then. That was your question. I need you to answer all of these to the best of your ability. All right. And I need you to be honest with me, Mickey Jones. I want to hear the truth. And let me make this clear. Not the truth you think I will understand. I want the truth that you think no one will understand. And how do I know that you you do work with Perry? That I can trust you? How do you know Agent Bucket? Well, I guess he rolled up into town just like you. Walk me through it. Honestly, it was so long ago, I don't even remember. He was there investigating our, our missing friend, Rachel. But... He flips a page in the notes. Rachel Jewell. Yes. Who is... She was my friend. We worked who together. Who is... Who is... Currently... Missing. Missing. Okay. But she's not really missing. She's... She's gone. Gone how? Like... She's not just dead, but she's gone. Everywhere. Forever. He leans against the wall, reopens the folder, writes that down. He looks through a window. In this window, you only see the reflection of yourself. He nods, looks back to you. What about the others? Which others? Let's start with her father, Jacob Jewell. He died. He committed suicide. So he's not missing? No. Thank you. Everybody forgot. Forgot. They forgot a lot of things. Interesting. When was the last time you talked to Agent Bucket? Um, it was maybe a week ago. We were with him when we were dead and then not dead You woke anymore. up in a funeral home. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he was going to come get us. Right. 
Where is he now? Let him in. Checks out. The door opens. In walks a man that at first you don't recognize. He's covered in black from head to toe. He's wearing a ski mask, sunglasses, his mouth covered, every inch of skin on his body covered. You start to recognize him, though, by the device he puts up to his neck. Bucket? Thank you for telling the truth. Well, I was hoping they were telling the truth about being your friends. Where have you been? They are, and they aren't. They are colleagues. I gave them my evidence. But they didn't believe me something happened. They... Yes. We don't know why he's wearing that shit on his face. He looks normal, but he swears to us that he's not. We can't get him to take that shit off. Yeah, I mean, we look normal to everybody else, but to ourselves, we still look the way we did when we woke up. So it might be easier for him to not see it. It's not a pretty sight. I tried telling them, but how could they believe me? Everything I had, it was blank. My evidence, even my face, it tells no story. I have nothing but you and Billy. Is Billy here? Yeah, bring, bring the other one in, too. You hear Billy Baker stumble into the small room. We don't need his story. We knew he would lie anyway, so thank you. You lied? No, he would. We know it. What the heck, man? <laughs> they didn't even ask you? They didn't even... Hello, I don't, I'm not a liar. If you knew he was going to lie, why'd you bring him? Because I need you both. We do. The Bureau needs you. Bucket, why are you wearing that stuff? Why are you not? We look fine. You look dead to me. As do you. I know. Keep your voice down. Well, they all already know. What? You told them? I told them because... I told them. Why? they didn't believe me. What happened? What changed? I was ready to bring everyone in. I I had so much evidence, but now it's all gone. Uh, you can ask Billy. Will you lie? Tell him the truth. I guess not. I feel kind of cornered here, though. What did you do, Billy? 
We looked dead, and people couldn't know that we looked dead. And they thought we were dead. They saw our dead bodies. They put us in a morgue. So, I made them forget that. Because how could we ever go back from that? How could we make people believe that we just woke back up? You probably couldn't. So, I did this. I made everyone see us like this. We lost everything. I know. And we lost it all again. I know, and I'm sorry. I just, I didn't know what else to do. There's no right answer. And I'm stupid. No, you're not, Billy. You just pretend to be. Well... It's not bad. You can take off the stuff. No. My, my, my face. My body. We're gonna figure it out. I can see myself, you can see yourself. Yeah. How do you live with yourself? I avoid Just mirrors, pretty much. Try not to look at your reflections. Yes. But nobody else can see you that way. I don't know what to do, but I think we can figure it out. What is it that you needed us for? All I have are my memories. I died. We traveled places. We saw things. My mind, it feels different broken fragmented I don't know where my memories begin and the memories of someone else and I I need your help if we're going to end this you have your memories my memories together maybe we can regain what we lost, and we, the Bureau, can do something. I'm here, I'm here to help. Thank you. Agent Bucket dips his head. He walks over to the other agents. They nod in approval, and they step out of the room, giving the two of you a moment. Mickey. I need to talk to you. What? Where have you been? Did you go facial hair? I didn't even think you could. I didn't, but people think I did. Oh, that's what... Yeah. Okay. I, uh... I got a message from a broker. A broker? Yeah. I don't quite even understand what that is yet. Well, from what I know, it's what I am. I mean... Whatever that means. Yeah. I, I just... Whenever they were telling us all that stuff in that other dimension, mm-hmm. I wasn't listening very well. Are you kidding me? You zoned out while we were in another it was dimension. This is really boring. You were unbelievable, you Billy. Just wouldn't stop talking. So what was the message? Sky needs us to get her at 3 p.m. He talked to Sky. Well, he's a broker. Why couldn't he just bring her? I don't know. We have to retrieve. We have to save Sky at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. What time is it? 
I don't know, is there a clock in the room? There is no clock in the room. But there is an agent close by. Probably close to like one. Okay. I don't, we don't have much time, but I don't know what to do. Well, I would have to get her. But, but how do you... Can you choose where you go? Can you just go grab her? I guess I can figure it out. I figured it out before. I can do it again. She said 3 p.m. I think that's important. She might be being watched or something, and maybe she's going to make a run for it at 3. Okay. I don't know. But Agent Bucket walks back into the room. I want to thank you again. They were making me drop the case. Which case? The case of Kolok. That is, of course, until you backed up my story. They've been watching you, making sure there was no way I could contact you in any form or fashion when they knew that I couldn't. They brought you in, so thank you. It's my pleasure. I don't want them to drop this. Have any of you heard from Sky? She didn't come back with us. Um. I think you're still. Yeah. So, a guy was pre- pretending to be, be my doctor, but he was a broker, and he yes. said that Sky had a message for me, which was to save her at three p.m. Do you have a watch? Yes. What time is it? 1 p.m. Roughly. So we have two hours. To figure out, first of all, how to even do that. Uh. We came back into our bodies. We have to find her body. You asked the funeral homeowner to keep her body on ice. But Billy, you made him forget. And we have not been able to find him. So this is going to be a little bit of a problem. Well... We have to go find him before three. I think that I might have a way to do that. I've been trying to figure out whatever these broker powers are. And if I, I focus really hard, I can sort of find where anybody is anywhere. I, I can feel Sky. Whatever dimension we left her in. So maybe I can find the, the funeral homeowner. You can just feel where people are? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't, like, I don't like that. But I can tell where Sky is. So maybe I can tell where he is. Let's head to the funeral home. Is her body still there? We need to at least check. Okay. And then we'll, we'll do what we have to do. The group heads out to Bucket's car and make their way to the south side of town. 1 p.m. Moving east. Justin taps his hand on the steering wheel, humming, as he always does, to ease the tension. Sitting between him and Spark are two welding helmets. Okay, 
Just one more time. We're going we're gonna to go through it one more time, okay? So step one. All right. Step one, we're taking this truck, and we're going to ram the gate. Okay. All right. Step two. Um, uh, wait for the alarm and the bad guys to when come out. When the bad guys come out, yeah. that's, our, that's our chance. Right. So step three, when they come out. Light it up. Light it up. Okay. Step four. Um, grab their access passes. That's so great. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop them. We grab them. Step five. We gotta find our boy, find Lucas. Yeah, all right, we're gonna get in, we're gonna find Lucas. And then step six? Well, no matter what, we're gonna burn it all down. Sounds good to me. You know, if they're armed, take them down. If not, you gotta let them run. And watch out for shadows. I know we talk about this, you gotta watch out for corners and stay out of tight hallways. It doesn't matter if you blinded them. They can still shoot straight and hit you. So try to get them out in open areas. Make them come to us. Keep them guessing. All right. And reflective surfaces are our friend. That's right. Tile floors, steel, glass, you name it. We keep it moving in that direction. Always keep those things in your mind. That's great. I don't, I don't, know, how my, I don't know how many of these I have left in me. This has got to be it. You can't handle any more of this. The brighter you go, the darker it gets in there. It's worth it. We get our boy. We, we get Lucas back. We can... We'll, we'll change the tide. Yeah, we'll change the tide. We can... I re, we, we remember what he could do. That's right. You're, you're almost spent up and... You know, I'm not real anyway, so let's get the boy and we can we can finally put an end to all this. I hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. I feel so bad that we left them all there, you know. I don't think we had a choice back then. Yeah. You, you know, it's been eating at me ever since, but you You think they got you think they got my Lynn too? Probably. Yeah. I mean we've been doing some good though. It uh it's not all for loss. It's hard going back here, you know. It it reminds me of so much. It's it's uh I don't eat, I don't like it either. We have to do this. I'm not saying we shouldn't. Why are you putting words in my mouth there? That was like an implication there that I'm not making. I'm just saying it's you know it's it's hard to it's hard to go back. I had a I had a wife. I had a daughter, and uh, and it wasn't you know and, and I'm. I, I'm do you know what words. it's like being imaginary? Of course you don't. You're a real person. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not putting words in my mouth. Well, you know, you projected it there, and it felt like it was some sort of insinuation for me to actually you know you know I'm, I'm thinking too hard on it i'm sorry you know it just i'm just nervous that's all i don't know how i'm gonna react when i see everything that looks so familiar going back here and i'm not afraid of i'm not afraid of dying i'm afraid of feeling something if that makes any sense justin we got this we're gonna, we're gonna take care of it. 
everything's gonna. Yeah, be I wasn't okay. saying we weren't. Why are you insinuating these things here? I'm 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 moving forward there. I, if I'm misreading the moment, I'm sorry, but it feels like I'm saying, you know, I'm just nervous and we're moving forward. I'm not trying to insinuate in any way, shape, or form that I'm not I'm not moving forward with the plan. I'm I'm ready to go. What is this number twelve? After after twelve, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, keep your eyes peeled. Be careful. You can still get hurt. You can't hurt what's not real. I'll just kind of give him a friendly jab in the Go! shoulder. Go! Damn it, woman! Say that again? It's not funny. I don't appreciate that. Oh, come on. Okay. Sing some songs. Justin begins to sing. Filling the cab with tension-breaking tunes as they continue heading east. 1.30 p.m. Kolok Funeral Home. Mickey, Billy, and Bucket stand at the entrance to the funeral home. The lights are off. The doors locked. A sign hangs from the door, closed, until further notice. Should we knock? I don't think anybody's home. He wasn't at his house. We searched. Where would he have gone? Why would he have left? We don't have a warrant. But I don't really care. Yeah. This is pretty serious, and we don't have much time. Agent Bucket takes his elbow and rams it Whoa. into the front door, breaking the small window, reaching his arm through. You hear it unlock as it pushes forward. He pulls out his flashlight and starts to move in through the dark hall. That was kind of badass, Bucket. Uh, I'll follow you. Do you remember... Where her body was? It was downstairs on the table. Let's go. Wherever the ice would be, we told them to put it on ice. Billy. He doesn't remember you telling him that, does he? What are the odds he did it before? He forgot. I hope... I hope he did. Billy Baker, roll your brains. Difficulty of three. Three. Billy, you remember that that'd be impossible because you made him forget everything right up until that moment you were in the car with him. He probably didn't. What does that mean? It's It's been a week. I don't know. Uh, but maybe he notice woke that. up, came down, and saw that... Go ahead. Do you notice... No power. Silence. Oh. But I don't smell a thing. If her body was here, we'd know it. Is that a good thing? He continues down the stairs with the flashlight out, rounding the corner despite the emptiness of this place, despite your current predicament. It still sends a shiver down your spine. 
an eeriness to the room. A place where dead people lay, even though they're not. As light crosses around the room showing the empty steel tables, you see on one side five coolers that were once slid into the wall currently opened but empty. The door to Bailey Mickey's office open, lights off. Bucket flicks on the lights. You hear the electronic kind of surge run through the old fluorescents as they flicker and make their way on. The room's empty. It's too empty. It's... Everything is gone. The tools. All of it. It's Guy's body. It would have been here. It should be here. He took the bodies? Or somebody did. Somebody, but... We need her body. How else do we get her back? I don't know. Where would he have gone? Mickey. Can you find him? I can try. Then that's what you're going to have to do. Try. Do I need... Do I have any tokens? Mickey Jones has five tokens available. Okay. Can I use those to locate him? I will allow you to use all five, but you're going to have to walk me through it. Okay. Tell me exactly how you make this work, Mickey Jones. Well, I was practicing with Skye for all the free time that I had since nobody else was around. Um, I just sit down on the floor and sort of sit like pretzel style close my eyes and just start sort of meditating to get into a clear headspace and then just really start focusing on the funeral homeowner. Mickey Jones starts to picture this annoying man that she was hanging out with last week, the way he talked, the way he walked, the questions he would ask, repeating phrases he would utter in her mind. And then she reaches out. She sees a little glimmer in her mind, a speckle of light that shimmers in a bright orange and focuses in. You kind of see, in a way, and know how to find him, like a beacon point. Inexplicably, it's there when it wasn't before. He stands outside of a cabin on the outskirts of town, deep in the woods. You know where he is now. Did you find him? I could see 
a cabin out at, at the edge of the town, in the woods. That's where he is. Why would he be in a cabin? I don't know. Maybe he's got a dead body on his hands that he can't explain. Oh, right. Should we go? We should go. Let's go. Let's... Let's find Scar. And that is where we will take a momentary break. We will be right back. One forty-five p.m. Undecided. Justin and Sparks sit outside the main gate for synchronicity. Already, they can see the guardsmen getting anxious, wondering why they're parked and not moving forward. All right, you ready to do this, kiddo? Snart, no turning back now. All right. Here we go. He puts his foot on the gas, breaks it down into drive, and starts speeding forward. Fast. Faster. Roll your grit. I need a difficulty of 10. 16. 16. You hit the gate. It goes flying. The guard on the other side sent flying with it as well. Pushed out to all directions. He speeds forward up to the front of this entryway, slides the truck sideways, immediately ducks down as you start to hear the yells. All right, they're coming. Hold, though. Hold. Yeah, we gotta hold. hold. They're moving closer. Just hold. Hold. Wait for it. And that's when you hear it. The alarm breaks out. At the sound of the alarm, he peeks over your shoulder. This is good. All right. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right, Spark, let's do it. He grabs the welding helmet, puts it on. Spark as well. He kicks open the door on the passenger side. Light it up. I extend a hand outward. It's going to take five tokens for you to use that ability. Do I have to roll for it, too? No. And five tokens it is. You have ten tokens available, now five. Tell me what you do. As soon as I open the door, my hand is the first thing that comes out. The blinding light surrounding the area just in close behind me. I hope I do a quick mental head count around me, trying to make sense of how many people are around me. Make sure there's nobody behind any kind of corners. So as you exit the truck, your hand goes up, the blinding light emitting out like a new sun. Everyone in the area begins to scream. Anyone who had dared look in your general direction is now surely blind. Justin comes out directly behind you and one fails swoop. The AK-47 moving off of his shoulder, loaded, ready to go. You start to hear and understand exactly what's moving forward as two men drop in front of you as Justin pop, pop, puts them down as you start moving towards the front entryway of the synchronicity. He stops, bends over, the welding mask on, the only thing allowing either one of you to see. He picks up a pass, hands it to you and your right hand as you begin making your way into the facility. I grab that pass, make sure it's secured in my zippered pocket. And we need to use, we need to find a way to access where Lucas is. We'll get there. 2.30 p.m. 
just outside of Colock, Washington, in Stone Valley. Billy, Mickey, and Bucket stand outside of Bucket's car. A lone cabin sits in front of them. Smoke from a fire can be seen rising into the sky behind the cabin. He's here, isn't he? Yeah, this is the place. So if he came out to a cabin with a bunch of dead bodies and doesn't remember how those bodies got to the funeral home, do you think he thinks... Do you think he's on the run? And if so, what are we getting ourselves into right now? I have no idea, but I remember him. I don't think there's anything he could do. I don't think he's going to fight us. Yeah. He's kind kind of of a dork. Kind of a dork. Like a weird dork that definitely doesn't remind me of myself. Well, not anymore. Stay behind me. Bucket had parked a little ways down the road to make sure your entry was not heard. He begins walking towards the back of this log cabin. You see Bailey Mickey first. His shirt off, smoking a cigarette, standing next to a fire. He's holding a bottle. He's staring into that fire, not moving, fixated on it. Bucket signs for you both to stop. He pulls out his gun. One p.m. Undecided. Sky Hawkins lays face down on the operating table. Sorry, face up. Her arms strapped down to her sides. The doctor who did not introduce himself upon walking in, places a curtain just above her head. He leans in. It's to keep the blood from splashing on your face. Oh, yeah, this, uh, okay. Sky sees on the table just to her right a collection of tools that look more suited for a butcher than a doctor. And the center of a room is a very tall column. For the moment, it's gray. It has tubes like tree trunks spreading out from the bottom across the floor of the room. Maybe for power, who knows. One tube, though, is picked up by an assistant, brought towards you, handed off to the doctor outside of your peripheral vision. You hear a as a seal formed. It's secured to something. As you're strapped to this table, the traveler enters the room wearing a lab coat. Hey, hey, I... Are you, uh, are you okay? How are you feeling? I just... I got a little shower curtain in case the blood splatters on my face. Normally I like that kind of thing because then I could tell people about it, but I didn't... There's going to be an incision don't, don't at know. the base of your skull. This is just to make sure it's clean. Okay? My f- Small incision. My friend's got the message, right? You, you sent that along. I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to go. I'm sure of it. Right at three. That's the message. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions before we put you under? 
Actually, leave a little bit of blood on me. Just want to have something to show people when I go back. Just a little. That's a weird question. Just do I... it, okay? Considering you've been missing for over a week, I think there's a lot more they'll be asking questions about, but... Wait. If you leave blood on this body, it's not going to show up on the body I'm going back to. No. Which my, my friends have taken care of, because they're good friends. Good people. Man, I'm so happy to get back to those guys. They're responsible. <laughs> gonna give them a big, big hug. Probably a big hug. They sound like good friends. Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, well, just, I guess just for me, give me a little splatter of blood. I'm ready. Let's do it. <clears throat> the assistant places a mask on Skye's face. Okay. Tells her to count to ten. Ten! And her head. <laughs> at four. <laughs> or ten, we'll say. It's count to ten. It's one to three. You see the column glow orange as your eyes start to drift, pulsing with orange light. As you feel the slightest prick of a needle on the back of your head. Uh, and then you're asleep. 2.30 p.m. outside the cabin. The gun is now drawn on Bailey Mickey. If he's got a fire going, if he's burning those bodies, we have to stop him if he hasn't gotten to Sky. Uh, Hopefully. I didn't even think of that. Ew. Bailey Mickey. Bailey. Somebody yell at this asshole. Hey, man. It's me, the guy that you gave a ride to the other day. Bailey Mickey drops the bottle, turns to see the three of you, the gun drawn. Oh, uh... Oh, um... You better not be burning those bodies that I know you you have with you. Wh- wh- I, you gotta listen to me what carefully. What bodies? Y- you didn't wh- kill... What? You, you didn't kill those people, if that's what you're thinking. Wh- what? Uh, you're... Hold on. Bailey Mickey falls to the ground. Uh, okay. Um, you're the kid that was in my car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Wait, how do you know anything about me? Who are you, kid? All right, well, I've explained some weird stuff to you before, and you believed it. So I think I'm just going to start and be honest. Uh, a few days ago... About a week ago, uh, you went around with us and helped us get some answers, and uh, you were really important, but um, then I made everyone forget the last five days, so then you went back to your uh, the funeral home, and you saw those bodies, and you don't know how they got there, so you probably thought you had something to do with it, but you didn't. Uh, um, hold on, uh... It's going to take me a little bit to, um... We don't have a little bit. Well, we don't have any time. Uh, Do you have a girl? What? Did we you need, did you uh, take the body the of a girl? The girl's body. She was blonde, 17. Sky Hawkins. 18. Yeah. Yeah. We need that body. What did Where you do with she? that body? So I, I didn't kill, uh... I <laughs> we know. I didn't we know kill, that you didn't do it. I, I didn't kill those no sky died in the care of synchronicity 
uh, Jacob Jewel, maybe? Who else was there? Yeah, depending on uh, what you did with her body, you might have killed he her now. He committed suicide. Yeah, but you better not have uh, burned it because we can get her back. Darla? Darla. Darla. No. That was his assistant. The assistant girl? You didn't kill her, did you? She was gonna tell everyone that I killed them. I I, I couldn't remember. I, I I I couldn't figure out why they were there. I wrote. I was in my handwriting. It was in my handwriting. I I, I put them in the. I put those bodies there. But I I couldn't. Re- Darla couldn't remember. She 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 went to tell. I I. Whoa 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 whoa. Hey where man, that's on you. We didn't uh, we didn't have anything to do with that decision. Look, we're we're not here to tell on you. Where are the bodies that you had? I I I didn't I didn't kill them. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Why did you wait till now to I I had I had so many bodies. Why why who are you? What Agent Bucket walks up to the man, puts his gun back in his holster, puts his hand on Bailey Mickey's back. I need to know exactly what you did with those bodies. Would either Billy or Mickey like to roll their charm? Yeah. Uh, probably you. I would like to roll my charm. Roll your charm, Billy Baker. Difficulty of ten. Easy. Uh, that's a nine. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Baker has three tokens available. I'll use all three. Bailey Mickey looks up from his hands, making eye contact with Billy. Why? Okay, but... Why do, why do you want those bodies? Why? We were dead, too. We woke up in your care. And you believed us. All of our stories, you believed them. We... We can bring back our dead friend. You said something to us about what your grandfather, I think, said to you. That the dead would walk in Kolok? And then you you believed us. I told you that? Yeah. I know you don't Good remember. One, Mickey. I forgot about that. I... So, we can make only Sky walk again. But you can't make Darla come back. No, that's on you. I... Yeah, first of all, I'm I'm not I'm not good at comforting people, but like she was 
not a real friend if she thought you were a killer immediately. That's not cool. She was also but really secondly, not good at makeup. Just yeah. Secondly, uh, I guess test of a person, you're kind of a killer. Actually, like I you, thought, I killed all those people, and then you actually killed someone. <sighs> you, you didn't have to do that. Why? Why didn't you tell me? Honestly, I, I changed everyone. I changed what they see and, and think, and you made them I'm all not forget. Smart enough to tie all the loose ends, I guess. And I abused a power that I shouldn't have, and I am deeply sorry. Bailey Mickey grabs the bottle he dropped. And then he picks up a shovel. He starts to walk directly into the woods. He turns. Well, come on! Let's go! He has a freaking shovel. Agent Bucket points down to his gun. He's not the scariest person we've met with a shovel. And then he points to follow. (sighs) I follow. Me too. 2.30 p.m. Undecided. Sky Hawkins wakes up. It takes a moment for your ears and your eyes to adjust. But when they do, Sky Hawkins, you hear screaming, gunshots. Oh, God. And you realize you're being shaped. The traveler standing above you. Wake up, wake up, wake up. What's going on? We're being attacked. But by who? The terrorists. The terrorists are back. We're being attacked. Oh, my God. What, what time is it? What time is it? It's, it's 2.30 p.m. Oh. Uh, look, look. Okay. Uh, Sky? Yeah. They interrupted the procedure. What do you mean? I mean, we didn't finish. Well, the... What did you do to me? I don't, I don't know. Look, the explosion, the first one, it, it, it knocked out... It knocked off the power supply. Look, we, we got interrupted. It... Dude, I trusted you! There's something... We didn't know this was going to happen, all right? We need to get you out of here, and I need to get you into a safe room now. All right? They're probably coming for you. What? They must have gotten word. I don't know, but they're probably coming for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's move. All right. She takes the straps that were holding you down. Unbuckles. You're allowed to sit up quickly. And that's when you turn and you see the doctor on the floor, bleeding. Don't, don't worry about it. Come on, we gotta go. We gotta go. Who did that to him? It it was the power surge. you, You did. What? I did, I, I killed him? Yes, but it... I was asleep. How could I have killed him? The, the reaction, the power surge, it caused some sort of reaction. I would like to now, above game, hand you something, Sky Hawkins. It's a deck of cards. 
This deck of cards contains a random set of powers, just like the others at this table. For five tokens, you can use one of these cards, except you won't know what's on them. Oh. It's completely random. Once you have pulled a card, you will have activated that power for an in-game amount that I will specify based on the result of a die roll. Wow. Thank you. We need to go. We need to get you out of here, okay? I, I, it was an accident. Nobody's blaming you. Just, we, we, we don't... There could have been complications, and we, we're not really sure how those are going to come up. I, I feel... I feel different. I don't feel that great. Okay, we, we need to go. We need to go. Okay, well, t- take me. You hear me. the I... sounds of gunshots ringing throughout this complex. The screams. It's constant. But there's only one shooter. Alright, follow me. In the back, I have a safe room. Okay? I don't... I don't think anyone can get in there. Why, why are these people coming after you? They're, they're terrorists, remember? I mean, you saw what they did to the town. All right? I'm sure they're back for more. They, they learned that we had you. you. You are special, and they're probably coming for you. I can't get captured. My friends need me. I need to get back. We'll make sure you get back. I can promise you. As you reach this entryway to this office... It's a large steel door with no windows. The traveler opens it and comes in with you, shuts it, spins the lock tight, walks back to her desk, puts a small gun in her boot. If they come in, you know what to do. What do you mean? If they come in, you know what to do. I don't know what to do. Do whatever feels right. 45 p.m. Justin and Spark push through the facility. Keep it bright. Keep it bright. Pop. Pop. Another two fall as you continue pushing through. We need to get to the security office. We need to see some sort of layout for this place. These security officers, the ones that are armed, where are they running from? They're running from us. No, where are they coming from? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry there. The heat of the moment. I'm getting all confused here. That's pop, where the security pop, another two drop. Where did he they come from? reloads as he's walking. All right, watching forward, the welding helmets down. Your light bouncing around these white hallways. Again, blinding any person that dares walk in front of you. You can kind of tell from the general flow that you've been following. I need you to roll your brains for me. We're going to call it a difficulty of six. Uh, I got a seven. Okay. Uh, you can recognize from the placement of the bodies and the general direction they're coming that just a little bit further up on the right is most likely some sort of security office or armory wherever they've been grabbing their weapons. Let's go. All right. They're going to be heavily armed. All right. We got to be careful. Okay. All right. Remember, watch out for corners. All, All right. right. Keep an eye on those corners. As Justin continues barreling his way forward through this facility, always leading a little bit in front of you, waiting. The second they see blindness, they're taken down. You can tell that the two of you have done this many, many times. As you turn that corner, Justin puts up a hand, initiating for you to pause. As he ducks down and starts to move forward, he pulls out of his pack a small mirror that he holds up. 
At first, you may think this mirror is to see possibly who's in the room you're about to walk in. But no, it's to direct the immense light that's coming from your hand. As he takes it, and almost like a beam, starts to shine it into that room, watching through his helmet as it crosses along the faces of those who look back out instantaneously as their eyes burn and their own skulls. Forward, 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 as he calls you in. He turns the corner, taking out one and then two. I need you to roll your fight for me. It's going to be a difficulty of 12, as this room is heavily guarded. That's a six. That's a six. You have spark five tokens available. Use four. Use four. Oh, wait. Twelve. Six. You'd like to use all six? Five tokens, actually, yeah. So you get to eleven. As he walks into that corner and the light shines up, he misses one. It's hidden back into the corner. The guard firing off his pistol twice. You see the blood pass through Justin's body as it splatters onto the wall on the other side. As he turns to fall, he lets off two rounds directly into that individual as Justin hits the ground. Oh, fuck me. Okay, all right. That hurts. Real real good there. Not... All right. All right, no big deal. Come on, help me up, damn it. Yeah. Help me up. I grab him with my other hand. As you lift Justin up off the ground, the blood quickly moving from his body. It's only a flesh wound. It's fine. It's fine. There's got to be a map in here. Find it. Roll your brains. Difficulty of four. I got a two. You find no map. This doesn't make sense. Obviously, they're gonna be around anywhere that's the most heavily guarded. We have to keep, we gotta keep pushing in deeper into the facility. You know what, I, I, uh. Wait. Uh, the guy you just shot, is he still alive? Well, I can check. Roll your brains, difficulty of four. It's exploding. Go again. Exploding. Plus five. So that's a total of... 21. I'll tell you whatever you need to know! (laughs) Whatever you... Just just, just don't kill me! Just don't kill me! I'll tell you whatever I need to... What are you you looking for? I put my hand over his eyes. The hand without the light. Where's Lucas? Where are the prisoners? Where are the experiments? Uh, Who? The kids you've been experimenting on. You mean the girl? Yeah, and and everybody else. Uh, (coughs) No, there's only one left. Wait. They were... Uh, You're not gonna kill me? I don't have to. They're in the safe room. Take me. Take me there. I can't fucking walk. You shot my legs. Just just keep going down this hall. And you'll take a left. It's a giant steel door. You can't miss it. Justin, let's go. Let's go. I don't... 
This is... I don't got much more of this. Are you just gonna let me bleed out? Yeah, you're damn right we are. You're a bunch of evil fucks. Alright, let's get out of here. Alright. Let's go down the hallway. Hold on. Justin grabs another ammo clip from his back. Puts it up and takes a grenade out the back. Before he even turns the corner, he gives you the symbol for ears. You hear footsteps. Justin pulls the pin with his teeth and throws the grenade down the hall. You wait. Five. Four. Three. Two. Sky Hawkins. You hear an explosion just down the hall. Whoever it is is getting closer. The sounds moving forward, forward, always pushing forward. They're coming, Sky. They're coming. How many tokens do I have? Sky Hawkins has eight tokens available. Oh. I want to close my eyes and start searching for that feeling that the Traveler was telling me about. Sky Hawkins digs deep. She looks beside herself. But unlike her friends, Billy and Mickey, she hears no voice. No one speaks back. All she gets is a static. A void. Draw the top card of that deck. What is it? Uh, Memeopathy? The ability to create false memories in others? The victims will believe these memories absolutely? Oh. Roll 2d4 when activating this ability. I would like you to roll those 2d4 right now. That will tell us exactly how long this ability will activate. The ability is activated. Five. I'm going to say we'll times that by two, and for the next ten minutes, you have that ability. You understand that you have that ability. You know what you can do, but you don't know how. Justin and Spark make their way to the large steel metal door. All right, it's locked. I, 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 a grenade's not going to open this. I got this. I have to. I have to have this. And I flip my hand around on the center of the spinning lock. And I just push with all my might. My whole body and all the light. I need you to roll your fight for me. That's going to be a difficulty of 12. 18. As Spark's hand sets on that door, it begins to glow. First orange, and then blue. As your hand starts to push through, you feel the locking mechanism on the inside. On the other side, Sky Hawkins, you see a bright orange glow. As the paint on the opposing side of this door begins to bubble and speckle and then melt, moving off of the wall as it falls to the ground. You push your hand directly through that lock as you see this large spinning capsule drop to the ground. I want to take thud. a step back to, and, and shield myself and try and create these memories, this false memory in these two people who are on the other side of the door that, um, that we're not bad, that we're good, and they're here to save us. As you push your hand through this door, the lock now disengaged, the door slowly 
slides open, revealing a girl and a friend. Oh, sweet Jesus, as Justin's gun drops. Mylin, you're okay. Lights out. Yeah, turn it off. Turn it off. Their welding helmets go up, revealing a tall, gentle-faced man and a young woman. Uh, Mylin, you're, you're okay. They're looking directly past you, Sky Hawkins, at the traveler. She sits at her desk, her hands under the table, you know, grasping the gun in her boot. Are you okay? Yes. I want right. to change Mylin's memories. To, <laughs> to I want to I want to see what's happening here because I didn't even know her name was Mylin. So I want to change her memories, briefly. So you would like to see into her memories to understand what that is. I want to see what this is, but I want to make it seem so like Mylin. Mylin thinks they're friendly. And she'll put away the gun. And so I can see how this interaction might play out to have a better understanding. Because can you how read that ability for me one more time? The ability to create false memories in others. The victims will believe these memories absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to say you won't be able to see what that is. But I, you can make her believe they're wanna, friendly as well. As you look over, kind of moving your hand, Sky Hawkins, across the way, and this power reaches out and hits. The Traveler. She lets go of the gun. Yes. My friends. My Lynn. How do you guys know each other? How do we know each other? What... What do you mean, my Lynn? We... We, we went through so much together. We've all been... We've been through so much. It's been such a long time, my Lynn. We're, we're looking for Lucas. Where is he? Sky Hawkins, roll your brains. Difficulty of six. Uh, one. <laughs> Sky Hawkins only has three tokens available. At the moment, this name rings no bells. Uh, Lucas, right. Right. Who's Lucas? Lucas, he's one of us. What are, what's one of you? We're, we're here to... Are you being held captive too? Have they taken you? Have they done... Have they experimented uh, on you? Right. Are you, are you a prisoner? Yeah. yeah, they made her the what she is. She did that. They did that to her. Is you know? it bad? And, and our friend... Uh, it's killing uh, they me. They did it to Mylin too. And, and Lucas, her, her father's not really her father. You see, he ran this whole thing. And, he, and they made these kids. They grew them in vats. And then they experimented on them. And, and, they, and they did all these horrible things to them. And they, they killed all the people in that town. They let a lot of the kids die, too. Mylin, you said this was going to help me. This, this was going to help my friends. I'm already dying. I don't need something inside me that's going to kill me quicker. You lied to me. Wait, Mylin, what, what, what did you do to her? Mylin, yes. You're my friend. I... I remember that we were friends. I want to go up to Mylin and grab her by the shirt and push her up against the wall. 
sky. What the hell did you do to me? I made you what you asked. You said I would be fine. You didn't say this was going to kill me. What's wrong with her? What do, what do you mean you, you made her what she... What, what are you talking about, my Lynn? She said this would make me stronger. What do you... She said it. What are you talking about? That's our friend, my... What are you talking about? Well, this is interesting. She... You said she did this to you? My Len's been doing experiments. She's the person that... <sighs> this can't what? be right. What the fuck is she talking about? This can't be right. What? Did you come here uh, on your own will? Did you, you want to be here? Do you know what you're doing here? What they do here? We spent, we spent the last two years bringing down every motherfucker on the West Coast who dared deal with these assholes. They've been shipping, shipping. There's a war going on out there. The East Coast is currently, they're selling all of this. You're a weapon. She's a weapon. They make weapons here. I they, need to be a weapon. You don't understand where I'm from. There's no one that will fight for us. No, I need this. You don't understand. Everything comes at a cost. You made a deal with something. And what the fuck are you... That, that's my Lynn. That's our friend. She, she was grown in a vat just like she was. We, she was in high school here before all that went down. We, we came to rescue Lucas and... and, and what the... I'm going to have a seat. All right? Justin sits down and pulls the peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of his bag. You know, I... Wylan, you... What's going on? Wait, what time is it? I look at my watch. It's 3.10 p.m. What the hell? It's 3.10! Mickey was supposed to be here! You said! I, you said! I, we passed the message on. You know what? I don't think there's much I can believe that you've told me. According to them, everything you said to me is a lie. And what if you didn't pass that message along to my friends? We did. We gave them the message. These are... I want to push push her even tighter against the wall. You... How am I supposed to believe you? How am I... You did something to me. That's supposedly my friend, but I know they're also terrorists, and I'm not friends with terrorists. Wait, what? So what did you do? Is the gun still in her hand? It's in her boot. I want to take the gun out of her boot. Be like, this isn't your friend. She was going to kill you. She was going to use my powers against you to kill you. No, they... Has your dad gotten into your head? This isn't your friend anymore. No, I, I can't... We've been through so much to get... Sky Hawkins' power wears off. You don't feel this urge to make excuses for my Lynn anymore. I was Just supposed to, I was supposed to go home. You messed up. You messed with the wrong person. Because I don't have much time. And what, you just wasted I, a whole lot of it. I... 
told them. We passed it on. This guy, these are terrorists, okay? Think of how many men and women they killed to get in this room right now. Shut up! You know what? You're gonna take me to the grotto. We're gonna figure out how to pay that debt. And you're gonna help me. Now hold on a minute. Did you did you just say the grotto? Yes. Is she talking about the tunnels? I don't know. My Lynn, I have a question for you. Who was in our heads? Who was in your body? What? Who was in our heads? Who was in your body? Scott. And I left him in that grotto to rot. Don't remember me, do you? Maybe this helps. You see, I'm tired of playing along. I'm tired of all of this, really. Would you please put me down so we can get you home? Not until you help me pay my debt. We're going to the grotto. That is not a good idea. I don't care what's a good idea. We're going. 2.45 p.m. The woods. Mickey, Billy, and Bucket stand next to Bailey Mickey with a shovel. You've been walking for a couple miles now. He puts the shovel down in the ground. You can see that it's fresh. There. Yep. Right there. Oh, crap. You buried her? I had to... I had to hide the body. Well, we have to pull her back out. We need that body. Oh, well. I guess we're digging. I think you're digging. As far as I can see, we only have one shovel anyway. This guy's gonna be super mad when she wakes up really dirty. Bailey Mickey starts to dig. She looks half as bad as we do. She has a lot more to be mad about when she gets back. It takes a while. He digs. And digs. Time passes. It's making you anxious. Ten minutes pass. Hey, man, we gotta pick up the pace. Does anybody have a watch? I'm the only one with the shovel. Bucket, what time is it? 55. We're going to be late. Yeah. I get in the hole and start like just shoveling dirt with my hands. You start shoveling the dirt down in the hole. I get down there and help as well. You feel before you see it as it crosses your fingertips. 
cold like a rock, but soft like moss. As you brush the dirt away, you see where an eye once was looking back up at you. A worm crawls out. You begin pushing the rest. The skin tight around the bones, what little is left, what hasn't been eaten by the critters of the earth. At least being down here, the gases that eat your body from the inside out didn't move as quick, but they did move. As her stomach is caved in, the skin gone. the meat around her legs. Gone. Not my meat. <laughs> Decomposed. I don't know if this is gonna work. This isn't right. We're, we were supposed to keep her body safe. I can't bring her back to this. What do we do? We can't bring her back without a body. I don't want to do this, but they put me in someone else's body. We can't, we can't just put her in. Her parents would never take her in. Yeah, and she'd kill us. She would kill us. We were supposed to keep her body safe. I was supposed to bring her home. We can't do that now. Hey. How? How do we let her know? Who did you talk to that brought a message? He was a broker. I didn't even pay attention to his name. I thought he was my doctor. We have to get a message to her. To tell her... I mean, we screwed up. Mr. Broker, can you... Are you God? Are you listening? Agent Bucket smacks Billy across the head. <laughs> Look, I don't know. None of this makes sense to me. How many tokens do I have? Mickey Jones has six tokens available. Can I use five to send my own message to Sky? Can you sell me on allowing you to do that? Because that is not something that I feel like you would be able to do. You could locate her. You could possibly even jump into a body of your own and make your way back, if you had enough. At the current moment, you'd be trapped there. Okay, maybe that wouldn't work then. Currently, with your abilities, the only way you could get a message across would be for you to go there. But then I'd be stuck there, because I... Er. Yes. Yeah. I only have a way there. You're thinking of going there? Well, I'd have to be sure that my body is kept safe here, not like how this guy took care of these bodies. Yeah, what the heck, dude? Nobody told me anything. You're a funeral director. You saw a bunch of dead bodies. You could have just closed the door 
No! And you took him out to the woods and buried him yourself. Because they were going to the police. Do you think this would be any better? All right, we don't have time to argue. If I do this, you have to help us. You have to actually keep my body safe. I can't! Go Why back not? to the funeral home! I'm not letting him go back to the funeral home. Well, could you watch my body? The FBI took yours. If you go, you have to come back immediately. I mean, I'll watch your body, but and you just I have to make sure you come back soon. Immediately. I only have... Your body is already weak and broken. What makes you think you can just keep doing this? I think all that I have in me is a one-way trip. If that's not an option, what do we do? What good are my powers if I can't use them? Everything comes at a cost. Mickey Jones currently has six, no, seven tokens available. You would need ten to survive this trip. If you use five and go there, I will not guarantee safe trip back. Everything comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't have enough to come back. At the moment, no. If you made it there, somehow found Sky, maybe she could help. I think this is my fault. I was supposed to bring her back. I should have brought her back a week ago. It's all our faults. We're in over our heads. We don't know what we're doing. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go there. And I'm just going to hope I have a way back when I get there. But you have to watch my body. And I'll come right back. Would you like to do this, Mickey Jones? Yes. Mickey. You reach out. Searching. Looking. The time has passed. You find your body. Something's wrong, though. Would you like to go through? Yes. You awake on the other side. For a moment. It's quiet. And then you start to hear the labored breathing of people dying. As you lift yourself up, you feel extremely weak. Hard for you to move, Mickey Jones. 
For this body had not been kept safe. Something had happened to the power in the building. Another dead form for you to inhabit. It takes you a moment to collect your strength. I'm going to say for the moment you can only crawl as every passage in and out comes at a cost. These bodies aren't made for this. As your body hits the floor, where are you looking? I want to crawl out of whatever room I'm in to see what's happening out in like, the hallway. And I would like to remind everyone who's watching, I'm always aware. It still comes at a cost, though. Tokens or not, it still comes at a cost. So, currently, the only people around are those struggling for their life as it looks like you are. As they bleed out on the ground, a litter of bodies everywhere. Can I see anybody that would maybe be able to talk to me? Roll your brains. Difficulty of seven. Three plus one. Four. In this current moment, your only option is to crawl. As you continue crawling. 3.20 p.m. The safe room. So you're... Is this that son of a bitch that was in the tunnels you were telling me about? I think so. I want to turn the light back on and demand. You tell me where Lucas is. Spark would like to use her ability. You only have one token available. I'm gonna ask that you roll your grit difficulty of 10. Ooh, five. Now I'm gonna ask you to roll your charm difficulty of six. If you explode, maybe you can get it. <laughs> wow. Your light of your hand only sparks a bit. You're not able to make it fully come out, but the traveler doesn't know that. I hold it right next to his face. Yes, okay, fine. Fine. Where's Lucas? Roll your brains, difficulty of five. You now remember this name. Lucas. You mean... You mean Billy. No, I mean Lucas. You're Lucas. Your Lucas is my Billy. Blonde kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? But he's not here. Where are you from? Prime. He's back there. What the, what the hell is Prime? What the hell is this? 
It's but this is my place. home. What are you, what are you talking about? Mine is my about? home. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't really have time for this. It, you have no other time in the world than right now. No, what I don't have time. Wait. Justin came from somewhere else, too. Yeah, I made up a little girl's imagination. I'm a construct. I'm not actually real. But are you a construct, too? No. Where are you from? What, what a is little girl's mind. One of the girls they did experiments on here. She, she was so scarred by everything they did to her, she created a pocket universe in her brain. I was just a memory. They pulled me out of it. I owe her my life. It was kind of like our town, but, but different. Like, like some of the same things happened and some of the same things didn't happen. What was your town called? It was this town. Undecided. It was just a mirage. The girl was so broken up. She was so damaged by everything they did to her. It was just her way out. I don't. I don't know this girl. I'm not from Undecided. I'm from Kolok. What the fuck is Kolok? What? I need somebody to answer some questions for me here. Like, traveler. You two are just a part of. A multi-expansive universe. You've seen it. You were in the tunnels. You think that was just for you? Every door you looked at, it led to another place. Another space and time. Another reality. But you couldn't do it. You only had access to our own. We made sure of that. You don't have what it takes to cross over, so you're here. I want to knock this guy out. Wait! Listen. You can do whatever you want with this person. I need to get to the grotto. And I have a debt that I need to pay. And if I don't pay it, I'm gonna die. And then someone else is gonna die. And then another person, and another person, and I need to end this cycle. I know you don't know me, but please, I beg of you. Just let me borrow this person for a brief moment and then you could do whatever you want with them. I just need to see this through and then I'll be gone. Please. Do you have a deal with this person? I have a deal with someone. I have a debt that needs to be paid. Sky Hawkins, roll your charm. Difficulty of six. Seven. Okay. Just kind of throw them in your direction. Oh, we're we're going up. with you. We can take you to those tunnels. Right. She's been there. I have. Let's that's go. That's where we found this fuckface. He's a real piece of shit. That's not a girl. That's a that's a full-blown southern asshole in there. Yikes. I, I, I'd punch him in the... No offense, my... What'd you do to... to he t he's wearing our friend's face. He does that. He does that to everybody. Don't make a deal with this person. Might be too late. That's a, that's a high school girl that that ancient body is inside right now. That sounded weird. I'm just saying that, that, that that's actually a really, really creepy old man pretending to be that young girl. And that should, that should 
worry you a little bit. You know, not for life choice reasons, but for the fact that that was a stolen body. Well, you you also should know she she could fly. Used to. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> just just if, throwing it. You know, you always just, burying the lead there. You're just in case we're afraid something unexpected might happen. I bet that died with my Lynn. Maybe. I want to grab the the traveler and drag them out into the hall. As you drag your way out into the hall, you see something unexpected. A friend crawling towards you. Sky? What are you doing here? I had to come back to send you a message. Did you get my message? I got your message. We have a problem. I want to throw the traveler to uh, whoever's the strongest. (laughs) That would be Spark. Spark. All right. And I want to run to Mickey and help her up. You can try, and as you go to lift her body, her legs not working. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to stay. She couldn't make the jump. That body's falling apart. Whoa. I just, I had to tell you, things got really messed up. We lost your body. And we don't, we don't know how to bring you back. I don't have a... I don't have a home to go back to. I don't have a body to go back to. Not a... Not a livable one. We tried, but the universe... Things were getting really messed up, and things were getting really bad, and Billy had to rewrite everything. He's cool now, if that's... No. Um, it was but, never cool. This isn't cool. No. The, the person we left your body to forgot. Everybody forgot everything for a few days. And we couldn't save it. I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. Okay. That sorry is not going to bring me back. You know what? Just go. Tell my parents. Tell my parents I ran away. Alright? Tell them I love them. And tell them. Tell my mom I'm sorry. You guys are supposed to be my friends. You had one job. Just go back, Mickey. Shoot I mean, another I, thing. I, I hate to interrupt, but the, it sounds like you left him with a pretty big job there, you know? Uh, it seems a little... Yeah, man, no one's talking to you. Yeah, you point taken. I'll just get back to this hallway filled with dead bodies I left sitting here. Sounds and, about right. Hey, what's up there, you know, friend? You're not looking so good. You should go back, Mickey. I don't even know how much longer you're going to be able to survive here here. We'll, we'll try to find a way to fix this. Maybe Billy can change something. He, he could change everything. Sure, Mickey. Whatever you say. Should go back. Just tell my parents, okay? I'm sorry we let you down. Don't worry about it. I'm used to it. I want to walk away from Mickey, grab the traveler, and start dragging them towards the grotto. As you grab the traveler. Wait. Are you going to make it back okay? I don't know yet. <laughs> How many tokens do I have? You have enough. Would you like to go back? I would like to go back. I want to... Do I have any tokens? Sky Hawkins has three tokens available. 
I want to give Mickey my three tokens. Just it's not necessary. You should probably keep them. Okay, I'm going to keep my tokens. <laughs> Thank you, though. You reach out again. You find it. Yourself. And within a flash, you're home. As you awake in your body, Billy, Bailey, Mickey, and Agent Bucket sit concerned over you as you gasp into life. Are you okay? Did you find her? Yeah. It looked like she was in a whole mess of her own, but we really let her down. We have to find a way to get her back here. Yeah. I have, I have to send my team here. They'll collect the remains. I'm bringing him with me. She told me to tell her parents that she ran away. Because we don't, we don't know if she'll come back. We'll figure something out. It's in that moment that you naturally feel the urge to continue. You try to stand. But it doesn't work. You okay, Mickey? I... I can't get up. Maybe I'm just weak from... I wasn't gone that long, right? Put out a hand to try to help her up. As you go to pull her up, it's as if they're not responding. Your body, as you pull forward, trying to move your legs from underneath. Yourself, they don't move. I can't feel my legs. Like at all? Agent Bucket picks you up. We gotta get her to a hospital. He begins walking down the hill towards the car. He turns and looks directly at Bailey Mickey. Eyes him. Shakes his head. Bailey Mickey knows if he tries to run, he'll be found. So he sits in the grave that he dug. As you walk out of the woods. Nine PM. Mickey's apartment complex. The next day, March 16th. It's a Saturday, and you've spent the entire day in the hospital. Nothing could be done. Your mother and your father together bring you home take you up the elevator 
and through your front door. They've been doing their best to get along. It's clear to them that you need both of them now. As you sit in your wheelchair next to the dining table where the phone sits, you notice a blinking light on the answering machine. Want to play the message? Hey, uh, Mickey? What's up, Smurfette? Uh, look, I know I haven't been around or been talking to you guys lately. It's just, you know, I had to... I'm just sorry, okay? I just had to figure out some things for for the group and some things for myself as well. I figured you, all of us, would understand. Um, I'm sure you're probably out there, you know, solving the mystery, rewriting history. Woo! Uh, but I just, uh, I just want to let you know that I, I found her. And all of our things, too. I found her and all of our things. So we should probably talk, um, and I guess Billy should probably be a part of this too. So uh, just let me know if you get this. Talk to you later, Mickey. And that is where we will end tonight's episode of Kolok 1991. Ooh. Thank you for listening to Kolok 1991. I cannot thank you enough for choosing to spend your valuable time in this Chop Shop Pontiac Trans Am limousine with us. Let us know you enjoy the show on social media with hashtag Kolok1991. That's K-O-L-L-O-K-1991. Until next time, passengers. Hi, Malika here, one of the co-founders of Hyper Rabbit Power Go, here to tell you about Quip, an affordable, travel-friendly, stylish electric toothbrush. I recently got one for Zach, because sometimes he doesn't remember to brush his teeth twice a day. But now he has no excuse, because it's literally stuck to his bathroom mirror. Yay, kissy kiss. Now go to bit.ly slash hyperquip to get your first refill free. That's brush head, battery, and toothpaste and to support Hyper's nerdy, awesome content. Brush, brush, brush your teeth, brush them all the time. Clean, 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 and now you save a dime.